Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. I'm Neil Orgenstein. We'll go live to McPherson Square in the district where the National Park Service is set to evict dozens of homeless people from the park today. Republican leaders question President Biden's toughness on dealing with Beijing. China's going to continue to test us. On Capitol Hill, I'm Mitchell Miller. Nine o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Students, teachers, and staff at Michigan State University will come together for a memorial two days after a gunman shot and killed three students and injured five others, four of them critically. The shooter took his own life. Investigators still haven't pinned down a motive. CBS's Charlie DeMar is in East Lansing. I never thought it would happen to me. Freshman Ryan Cahalan sheltered with his girlfriend in a nearby library that night. Mass shootings are becoming common, and it's, it's just not an okay thing. Like, we need to do something about it. Students painted the words, how many more, on a campus landmark. Flags in Michigan were lowered to half-staff. Classes at the university have been canceled for the remainder of the week. The man who pleaded guilty to killing 10 people at a top supermarket in Buffalo, New York, is set to be sentenced to life in prison this hour. Police say Peyton Gendron is a white supremacist who targeted the store because it's in a black neighborhood. All of the victims were black. The prosecution could rest its case later this week in Alex Murdoch's double murder trial. The disgraced South Carolina lawyer denies charges. He killed his wife and 22-year-old son. Correspondent Nikki Batiste says yesterday jurors heard from a close family. Family member. On the stand, Marion Proctor described her sister's marriage to Alec Murdoch. Proctor testified that hours before her sister was killed, Alex asked Maggie to return home from the family's beach house. Experts say an acute homelessness crisis is taking shape in parts of Turkey and Syria shaken by massive earthquakes last week. Kareen Fleischer with the UN World Food Program says food insecurity was already an issue. In Syria now, half of the population faces hunger. The death toll from the earthquakes has surpassed 41,000. A 42-year-old woman was pulled alive from the rubble today. Sources tell CBS News the military had been tracking that Chinese spy balloon shot down off South Carolina since it left the south coast of China a week before it entered U.S. airspace. As for those three mystery objects shot down over the U.S. and Canada, the White House says they were probably harmless. CBS's Caitlin Huey Burns. There's been a lot of pressure about, you know, coming out, addressing the public, uh, telling people what they know, what they don't know. I think that is also the key here, and that's kind of what we've been hearing from these lawmakers in this briefing, that there is unanswered questions that they just haven't been able to get the answers to yet. Officials say those answers will have to wait until the debris is located and examined. Americans were not in a shopping mood over the holidays, but they're buying again now. The Commerce Department says spending at stores and restaurants jumped 3% in January to its fastest pace in almost two years. Car sales were also up as more inventory arrived at dealer lots after supply chain shortages that slowed down production. S&P futures are down 13, Dow futures off 106. This is CBS News. 903 on Wednesday, February 15th, 49 degrees on this mild morning. Some rain out there right now. We're going up to around 70.
Good morning. I'm John Aaron. And I'm Michelle Bash. The top local stories we're following this hour. More controversy for the Loudoun County School Board, which voted against releasing an independent report into the school district's handling of two sexual assaults on students. Emotions ran high among some parents yesterday after the vote, with some accusing the board of a cover-up. However, the board says it voted to keep the report under wraps because of attorney-client privilege and student privacy. Calls to release the findings came after a separate grand jury report found school leaders were generally incompetent in responding to the assaults. The board commissioned the report in 2021 after one student was accused of two sexual assaults at two different schools. The teen boy was convicted in juvenile court and ordered to stay in a treatment facility until he turns 18. Now, former Loudoun County Schools Superintendent Scott Ziegler and school spokesman Wade Byard were indicted by that special grand jury in connection with those sexual assaults. Byard faces a felony charge of perjury, and now his lawyer says he can't get a fair trial in Loudoun County. It's a story you're hearing first on WTOP. Governor Glenn Youngkin and Attorney General Jason Miares have poisoned the entire jury pool. That's the claim of Byard's lawyer, Jennifer Leffler. From the day Youngkin took office, they've referred to Loudoun residents as being victims of a cover-up and that their children were at risk. Since Byard is the school spokesman, she says that suggests he per- personally failed to inform parents of the alleged assaults. The lawyer says Virginia law demands that jurors not have a stake in the case they're hearing. She's asking Byard's trial be heard in Fairfax County. Neil Loggenstein, WTOP News. In an exclusive interview with WTOP, Virginia's top prosecutor says his probe into the Loudoun County Public Schools is about getting the truth. That's laughable. Jason Miara says his probe into the school system was meant to shed light on the two sexual assaults by a 15-year-old student in bathrooms at separate schools. In December, a grand jury did just this, releasing a report on how LCPS could have prevented the second sexual assault, but failed to do so. But the grand jury's charges had nothing to do with this initial sexual assault case. When asked about this disparity, Miara said... I'm a big believer that sunlight's the best disinfectant. There's items that report weren't necessarily chargeable in their criminal code, but that wasn't necessarily what we were tasked with. Here are full conversation on the DMV Download podcast. Luke Garrett, WTOP News. Dozens of homeless people living in D.C.'s McPherson Square are being evicted by the National Park Service today. Their ouster comes at the request of the city government, which has concerns about sanitation and crime. Homeless advocates, though, are against the move. Joining us live now from the park is WTOP's Luke Luker. Tell us what you're seeing there, Luke. Yeah, John and Michelle, I'm here at McPherson Square, just a couple of blocks from the White House. There are about 70 tents here. Uh, only about 20 people are left. I've been told by advocates and other people who live here that most everybody left about two weeks ago when the National Park Service announced that they were going to clear uh, the park. But there are a few left, and those who are left are kind of packing up their things right now. We've got just about 55 minutes before tents, trash, all that kind of stuff is taken out by the National Park Service and cleared out. Now, I've spoken with a lot of advocates who have uh, spoken with a, a ton of the, the people who are actually living here in McPherson Square. And two weeks ago when they left, they have not told any of the advocates that they were working with on uh, finding housing where they went to. So a lot of those folks are missing. And the fear is that they're just going to be popping up in tents in other parks. Uh, but to, to comment on the sanitation and crime concerns, one of the big reasons that the National Park Service said that they were going to clear out the park is because they have found three people 
who died of overdoses in the park, as well as other crime. And so that is why they decided to move up the clearing of McPherson Square by two months. Reporting live in McPherson Square, Luke Luger, WTOP News. Okay, Luke, and we'll be hearing more from him a little bit later. Coming up after traffic and weather, calls for the Biden administration to do more about threats from China. It's 907. prices at an all-time high. Our donors are now getting highest receipts ever. Donate at carsforkids.org and your car can be picked up tomorrow. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. Life doesn't stop when the economy is uncertain. The market might not care you have a wedding to plan or a kid to put through school. And inflation doesn't know you've got a family to feed. Bank of America does and is here to help with digital tools to help you save and local experts in the DMV. You can keep life moving forward the way you need it to. Bank of America, what would you like the power to do? Learn more at bofa.com slash Washington, D.C. Bank of America N.A. Member FDIC Equal Credit Opportunity Lender. 908. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th, the Jack in the Traffic Center. All right, we still have our slow traffic in Virginia 95, headed in the northbound direction, trying to come out of Dumfries. You're on the brakes. The crash activity up in Dale City still blocks the far right lane of 3. 2 to the left will get you by. The good news, in the service roadway, we had a lot of fire equipment as well. They have cleared, so at least now the service roadway moving actually better than the main line. You will find 95 headed south. There is a slowdown as you make the trip down in through a choir. There's work after 610. It's blocking the right lane. Now you'll find there's a little bit of a delay on the George Washington Parkway. Definitely southbound going down toward the Key Bridge. Northbound, you'll slow leaving Spout Run. Then again, a little heavy traffic as you approach 123. Now, you will find in Maryland, we've got some delays reported on 95 going south near 198. Maybe a broken down vehicle on the right side. A vehicle was reported overturned on 124 north of Brink Road up in Gaithersburg. Hyattsville crash under direction has northbound 202 riding up towards 62nd place. Follow police direction. couple vehicles tangled in Gaithersburg. 355 northbound up at Summit Avenue. Follow police direction. 270 is looking really good right now. Out of Frederick, you were a little heavy in Germantown. There is a delay right at the lane divide. You're slow down the spur getting onto the outer loop toward River Road. Topside outer loop trying to let loose. Still got a delay from 95 toward University Boulevard. Almost cleared out south of town on the inner loop approaching 210. We're still heavy down toward the Wilson Bridge. Maryland into the district. Suitland Parkway inbound. We'd had a crash inbound on South Capitol Street near P Street. That's gone now, and those delays should begin to ease. Slow traffic I-295 north coming up from Malcolm X Avenue to exit to go inbound on the 11th street bridge it sounded like a vehicle fire reported on east capitol street near 17th and a wreck in northeast was reported on michigan avenue near franklin street all right you will find otherwise we've been slow on dc 295 south headed down toward the inbound 11th street bridge and the delay in chevrolet now 50 west rides slowly going into northeast the time to save is now at Marlowe Furniture's President's Day mattress sale. Save up to $800 off select mattresses, plus up to 60 months no interest financing, only at Marlowe Furniture. 
Jack Taylor, WTOP Traffic. Get ready for a big blast of spring-like weather today. Here's Chuck Bell. Winds have turned around to the southwest, and it will be a delightfully mild afternoon. The raindrops and the clouds will be taking leave shortly, and we'll end up with enough sunshine later in the day to bring a high temperature of 68. 66 tomorrow, but your Thursday comes with a big chance for rain in the middle of the day, 80% chance. Falling temperatures from 50s Friday morning to 30s Friday evening to the mid-20s on Saturday morning. Saturday afternoon, sunny and cold in the mid-40s. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. Still some rain south of the district, most of it in Charles County, some in St. Mary's and Calvert Counties right now. It's 52 degrees in Chantilly, 49 in Penn Quarter, and 51 in Columbia. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 9-12. Senate Republicans say President Biden needs to do more to stand up to China after that Chinese balloon was shot down off the Atlantic coast. WTOP's Mitchell Miller has more from Capitol Hill. The president's indifference and inaction showed weakness not just to China but to the world. Wyoming Senator John Barrasso, who's among many GOP lockers who still fault the Biden administration for letting the China balloon float across the U.S. But Maryland Democratic Senator Chris Van Hollen also notes that the administration has taken steps to try to keep high-tech equipment out of the hands of the Chinese. It hasn't gotten a lot of attention, but they took some sweeping measures to prevent China from getting very sensitive technologies like semiconductors. Senators will get another classified briefing later today that will focus on broad strategic issues involving China. On Capitol Hill, Mitchell Miller, WTOP News. We're learning the U.S. scrambled fighter jets to counter four Russian aircraft that approached but did not enter U.S. and Canadian air space on Monday. The Russian aircraft near Alaska included bombers and fighters. Two F-16s intercepted them, meaning they closely approached the planes to urge them to leave. NORAD says incidents like this happen a half dozen times a year and that the aircraft did not pose a threat. Coming up on WTOP. A cross-country arrest in the death of a woman whose body was found along the ICC. I'm Dick Iuliano. 9-13. It's the Bray and Scarf President's Day Sale and Maryland Sales Tax Holiday with once-a-year appliance savings you won't want to miss. Pay no Maryland sales tax on select Energy Star appliances combined with President's Day savings in-store and online. Get a doorbuster deal on one of our best-selling Maytag pairs, a 5.2 cubic foot Energy Star smart top load washer with matching dryer, both with extra power button, starting at $849 each. Save $600 on the pair, plus no sales tax, and save up to $2,000 on select KitchenAid packages. The Maryland sales tax holiday only happens once a year, so don't wait. If you're even considering new appliances in 2023, the time to buy is now. Shop local and save at the Bray and Scarf President's Day Sale and Maryland sales tax holiday. Visit any of Bray and Scarf's convenient locations or shop online at BrayandScarf.com, where it doesn't cost more to get more. Hi, I'm Patrick Fingles, owner of New Look Home Design. We've been running our biggest sale of the year on roofing, and there's still time to take advantage of it. Winter is the slowest time of the year for roofers. It's our off-season, but we need to stay busy. So what do we do? We cut prices. Right now, save 50% on labor and 50% on materials. Plus, don't pay a penny until 2024 with interest-free financing. This sale won't last much longer. Most homeowners replace their roof in spring, but smart homeowners purchase in the off-season and cash in on the savings. It makes sense. 
You need a roof. We need the work. It's a win-win. Through February, get a new roof and save with our 50-50 sale. Over 40,000 homeowners have trusted New Look with their roofs, and every roof comes with a lifetime warranty. Call 800-279-5300. That's 800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Coming up in Money News. Ahead of the open, Dow futures are down 140 points. A Chipotle spinoff. I'm Jeff Claybone. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. And time for Dave Preston. Baseball spring training begins today in West Palm Beach as Nationals pitchers and catchers report one key this year will be getting quality production from the quantity of opportunities. Nats were 11th in hitting last year, but ranked 26th of the majors in runs scored. Coming up at 945, we'll tell you about some of the non-roster invitees making their way to West Palm Beach. NHL Capitals lose to Carolina 3-2. Coach Peter Laviolette's team has now dropped two in a row. I thought we played hard against a real good team. Uh, um, you know, you don't like the outcome. You want to win a hockey game and um, did a lot of good things, but, you know, in the end we came up short. T.J. Oshie and Joe Snively light the lamp in defeat. Caps face Florida tomorrow with Alex Ovechkin out for the foreseeable future, tending to a family matter. NBA, Wizards pound Portland 126-101. Kyle Kuzma scores 33 points in his return to the lineup from injury. Kristaps Porzingis adds 28 with 12 rebounds. Told NBC Sports Washington after the game it was because he had had a ton of espressos. Wiz have won three of four men. He actually did say that. We, can, not... we can relate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know it. Men's college basketball, Georgetown Falls at Seton Hall, 76-68. Hoyas are now 1-15 and in Big East play. Dave Preston, WTOP Sports. All right, Dave, 9-17. A Maryland man is in custody in Missouri, charged in the death of a Rockville woman whose body was found last month along the intercounty connector. 20-year-old Keelan Yolabeth Chavez Dominguez disappeared December 30th. About a month later, her body was found in Upper Paint Branch Stream Valley Park in Colesville near the intercounty connector. Montgomery County Police say investigators identified Chavez Dominguez's ex-boyfriend as a suspect. Police say the couple had been living together. Francisco Ramon Lara Garcia was arrested two weeks ago in Kirkwood, Missouri, charged with first-degree murder. He's awaiting extradition to Maryland. Dick Giuliano, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather, the top stories we're following for you this hour. An independent report into how Loudoun County Public Schools handled two sexual assaults at two different schools by the same student will not be released. A TikTok challenge forces automakers Kia and Hyundai to update security in its cars. The Senate Commerce Committee will look at what caused the FAA to shut down all U.S. air travel on January 11th. Stay here with WTOP for more on these top stories in just minutes. 918. Traffic and weather on the 8s. We go to Jack Taylor in the traffic center. All right, our off and on delays beginning to ease a bit. 95 northbound coming up out of Dumfries. There was a crash up at Dale City. Nothing left to see. All the equipment is cleared from both the service roadway and the main line. No more flashing lights. Beyond it, you are wide open going into Springfield. Little delay if you're going north onto 395 toward Edsel Road, but the bigger slowdown is going to be top end as you approach the Pentagon to cross the inbound 14th. Inner loop remains a little heavy as you approach and pass Braddock 
Pike Road. Then again in Tyson's north of 123, headed up toward the Dulles Toll Road. Route 7 east near Hamilton Station Road near 704. After the interchange, we'd had a reported crash. There's a slowdown on 95 headed south out of Aquia. There's work after 610. They're working along the right side of the roadway. 66, not too bad right now. Eastbound from Gainesville to Roslyn. You may find a brake light or two east at 29 in Centerville. Then again, as you approach the Beltway, nice and quiet on the Greenway and the Dulles Toll Road. George Washington Parkway, some delays both sides. Southbound as you try to get down toward the Key Bridge and northbound up near Spout Run. I think that's a work zone, northbound. We'd had reports of a vehicle fire in the district, East Capitol Street near 17th and Michigan Avenue at Franklin Street northeast. There was a crash. All right, careful in Maryland. We're still got a delay. Topside outer loop, New Hampshire to Georgia. Then, after old Georgetown Road toward the big curve, by the time you get toward River Road, the pace is looking better. 270 is fine. South coming out of Frederick, headed toward the Lane Divide. Good-looking trips between the beltways, both 95 and the BW Parkway, although 95 South near 198 had report of a broken-down vehicle. Hopefully that's out of the roadway right side. One may have been overturned in Gaithersburg. The crash was reported on Woodfield Road north of Brink Road. Remember college? Five-hour energy got you through. The energized feeling you relied on back then still works today. Rediscover five-hour energy. It'll get you through again. Visit fivehourenergy.com. Jack Taylor, WTOP Traffic. And Chuck Bell with Storm Team 4 is back with us. And Chuck, this forecast, uh, we're not going to break records, but how close will we get? Well, you know, records at this time of the year are now up into the mid-70s. So, we, you know, we might be able to make it to 70. Uh, records appear unlikely only because, you know, 20 degrees above average isn't quite enough for a record. <laughs> but nonetheless, plenty warm for today, no doubt. Still, I mean, a little chilly this morning because the clouds are hanging in there. But the rain is largely coming to an end. It's already ended on the west side of the Capitol Beltway out to Dulles Airport, and it's already over in the Shenandoah Valley. And there's actually breaks of sunshine already starting to appear out west of the Blue Ridge, and that'll be coming into the Washington area in the next little bit. So enough sunshine coming our way to finish the morning and carry us through the afternoon. That plus an increasing wind out of the south. Afternoon highs today, very close to 70 degrees. On average, Washington's first 70-degree day of the year comes on February the 25th. Last year it was on the 17th, but the year before that, it, we had to wait until March the 11th. So we're about uh, due for our first 70 any time now. Okay. Tomorrow, 66 for a high. So it sounds mild enough, but you should really be ready for rain tomorrow. A pretty good soaking of rain likely right during the heart of the midday, 10 a.m. to about 2 or 3 tomorrow afternoon. So they may be able to have a dry commute in and out, but you should be ready for rain tomorrow with a gusty south wind. The wind will turn to the northwest on uh, Friday morning, first thing. Temperatures will fall steadily all day on Friday. From the mid-50s Friday morning into the 30s by Friday evening. The weekend, Saturday looks sunny and cold with highs in the mid-40s. Sunday looks milder with highs back close to 60 degrees. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Belfort, WTOP. Okay, Chuck, it's brought to you by Len the Plumber, trusted same-day service seven days a week. And still ahead. A possible agreement in a lawsuit against the National Archives brought by two abortion rights opponents. I'm Mike Marillo. It's 922. Okay, let's see what's news today. Uh, the morning paper blues, huh? Oh, bad, bad, worse. Wait. Uh-oh. No, good news. The General Assembly in Richmond is working on a law to help Dominion Energy customers. If it passes, it's going to lower the cost of electricity. Uh, let me see. Right here. Wow, you're right. It saves Dominion Energy customers at least $350 million. Is it law? Mm, not yet, but I sure hope it passes. Great. Now pass me the comics. 
Legislation being considered by the Virginia General Assembly strengthens regulatory oversight and saves customers at least $350 million. That means a savings of about 6 to $7 a month for the average residential user, according to the State Corporation Commission, the agency that regulates utilities in Virginia. It's common sense rate relief that helps us continue doing what we do best, meeting the needs of our customers. To take action, visit dominionenergy.com forward slash rate relief. Paid for by Dominion Energy. Here's Shannon Kellogg, the Vice President of Public Policy for the Americas at Amazon Web Services, on how cloud computing in data centers promotes energy efficiency and sustainability, sponsored by Data Center Coalition. We're all coming up with a lot of different innovations to be more sustainable, to be more water efficient as well as obviously powered by renewable energy. We're really seeing a lot of innovation and thinking across the entire industry in this space. View the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search Data Center Coalition. Data centers are at the core of our digital lives, powering virtually all our daily activities. Beyond enabling essential connectivity, data centers provide high-paying jobs, generate significant local tax revenue to support critical services, and contribute volunteer talent and money to their communities right here in northern Virginia, the data center capital of the world. Learn how data centers connect us to each other and to a future full of possibility at www.centerofyourdigitalworld.org. That's centerofyourdigitalworld.org. This is WTOP News 924. As we've been reporting, lawsuits have been filed by several abortion rights opponents against the National Archives and National Air and Space Museum after those people visited both around the time of last month's March for Life. And now there appears to be an agreement in one case. The claims are that security guards at the museums made visitors cover anti-abortion messages on their clothing before entering the buildings. Now there appears to be a deal between a 17-year-old Michigan high school student and a Virginia woman who brought a case against the National Archives. In the deal filed in D.C. District Court, the National Archives will make sure staff knows visitors can wear clothing with protest language. It will also offer personal tours and apologies to the two when they return. A judge needs to sign off on the agreement, and it doesn't end the court case, but would refer it to mediation. Both the National Archives and Smithsonian have apologized for a place. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Money News at 25 and 55. Hello, Jeff Claybaugh. Hello, John Aaron. Ahead of the open, Dow futures are down 150 points. Retail sales rose 3% last month. That was more than expected, and it is not adjusted for inflation meaning spending far outpaced the five-tenths of a percent increase in consumer prices last month. Restaurants, bars, and furniture stores saw the biggest gain in sales. Chipotle Mexican Grill is trying another spinoff. Farmesa Fresh Eatery will test the market in California, selling bowls for 12 to $16. Chipotle's last spinoff, Asian Shop House, was shut down in 2017. D.C. was one of few test markets for Shophouse back then. Some of those vaccines that travelers are sometimes required to get are made by a Gaithersburg company, and Emergent Biosolutions is selling that business to a Denmark company that makes the only approved monkeypox vaccine for as much as $380 million. It includes vaccines for typhoid fever and cholera. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Amtrak. Ditch travel hassles and relax on the way to your winter getaway aboard Amtrak. Just an Amtrak away. Book now at Amtrak.com. Coming up after traffic and weather, the Loudoun County School Board votes on whether to release a report into the school system's handling of two sexual assaults. 926. 
WTOP sat down with Lisa Brown Alexander, president and CEO of Nonprofit HR, to talk about nonprofit talent management in 2023. Talent acquisition will continue to be a priority. Think about your employer brand and how 